0: It's field trip time. So let's load up the bus because we're going out into the field to check on a upcoming project. Let's go.
1: Welcome to the Russell Westcott podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge and skills that you need to start, grow and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams.
0: Hey, gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott here. So hope you're having yourself a wonderful day and you're you know you're checking everything off your checklist here for things that you need to get done today, and I'm going to keep the intro context to this tight, but I do have to set it up a little bit. So, um, if you're following along in the podcast, you've you know know I've done an awful lot of uh, studio interviews and interviews with people, you know over Zoom and over you know some uh, fairly high intricate uh, studio broadcast setup, and and uh, but what I wanted to do over the maybe the next few episodes is do what I would call, like I've been, I've been hitting the road and getting out, um, seeing people's projects and seeing some of my coaching clients' projects and just they've been walking me through. And I just love the stories. I love, you know, sometimes, gang, you got to get out behind the computer. You got to get out into the field. Got to get the, the old boots on the ground and you got to, you know, see the projects in real time. See the projects with your own eyes. See the projects, hands-on the projects, if you will. So this is one of those projects. I had a, the great opportunity to go out and see a wonderful investor out in Edmonton, Brian Banks. And first of all, Brian, thank you very much for the wonderful hospitality and walking me through an upcoming project. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Now, just as an FYI gang, as you know, a when you go touring a project and you go that, it's a little bit more visual in nature tried our best to make sure it, it's very, like it is extremely relevant for podcasts to listen to the story. And we told the whole story behind it. We told all the details of all those kind of things, but it is a little bit visual in nature. And I say, well, look over here, we're about to have a garage over here and it's going to be, you know, a four bay garage and, you know, we're going to have this and stuff like that. Obviously that's uh, visual in nature, but we did our best to describe it via audio. So what you're going to hear today is the audio of that day in the field that I had uh, for a couple hours with Brian and going through and touring one of his infill projects. Now just understand when uh, you're out in the field and out on the roads and us uh, things like that, uh, you know, there's ambulances going by and there's big dually trucks going by and there's road noise and stuff like that. So it's it's real life, right? It is as real life as we can get and we, you know, applied some Audio magic to things to to clean it up a little bit, but at the same time, you know, you can only do so much. Uh, the audio, don't get me wrong, the audio I believe is really really good considering um, the environment that we were recording in was, of of uh, wasn't the most uh, quiet environment, if you will. But we did a good job, I believe, in getting this all tightened up. And here's the message, gang is. Sometimes you just got to get out into the field. You got to go see, touch. You got to kick the dirt. You got to just go out and you got to get your hands dirty on the projects because, you know, real estate investing is wonderful and we can do an awful lot sitting behind a computer analyzing properties, but just getting out into the field, seeing it with your own eyes and just seeing where the opportunities lie is the best opportunity around. So with all that being said, we're just going to get right to this. This is a wonderful, fun story about an infill project where Brian is going to take one house and he's going to turn it into six units. So we go through all the details, all the numbers, all the ins and outs and all those wonderful things. And it's funny, um, you know, we recorded this one last summer and... Um, uh, just we, I've been looking for some projects myself. Once actually, I talked to Brian about this. I said, you know, this looks like a wonderful idea and a wonderful concept. So I've been out there scouring the this uh, you know scouring the market for some properties myself. And we've uncovered some. We've uncovered some really cool opportunities, and we've tied up a few land positions now. And and we're looking for more. So interesting. Now that I actually go back over some of this is some of the ni- numbers Brian was talking about. Uh, it's it's funny how they are very similar to the numbers I'm seeing at the same time of doing my diligence and doing my work on a lot of this as well. So, lots of opportunity. And and just think about this, gang. If you can take something where there was once one and you could turn it into six to eight after you're done and you increase the value, the increase the use of the land, there's an incredible opportunity. Now, there is a lot of work. And there's, you know, there is risk to all those kind of things. But just think about it pragmatically. If you take something where there was once one, and you turn it into six, you should have a better opportunity, right? But there's an awful lot of nuances, awful lot of details. And that's what we go through in this episode. Okay, gang, with all that being said, please help me welcome Mr. Brian Banks. Hey, everybody, we're on site here. It's beauty. Wow, Brian. What's not to love? The Taj Mahal. <laughs> What's going on this mansion yeah. here? So first yeah. and foremost, everybody, this is Brian Banks. Brian. Russell, good, good to, to see, you. see you. Good to see you. It's been far too long, my friend.
1: Yeah, it's been a fair bit yeah. since uh, last summer we went out golfing. So yes. uh, yeah, good to... Uh...
0: We don't tell... the Real estate investors don't have time to oh go Oh yeah, golfing. we don't golf. Yeah. yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so uh, guys, I'm swinging through Edmonton on my way out. Uh, Brian graciously um, opened up uh, Mikasa Mikasa Esu my house is your house.
1: Well, thank you very much this, for the invite.
0: This is a, uh, a uh, project that Brian has on the go, and uh, I wanted to tell the story. There's a, a wonderful story behind this. So I've been driving out here. Um, this, this, in essence, Brian is gonna is a is an infill project. Is that correct?
1: This is an infill project, yeah. So we're taking the old house, the old original. Yep. Um, it's it's basically condemned. There's no one living in it, it's vacant. Yep. And coming down. Um, we're in about another week or two, we're gonna be tearing this house down, yeah. And building up uh, six brand new uh, rental units. So um yeah it's uh it's a purpose-built rental project
0: so we we cut this at a perfect time the cinderella story right the yeah the the transformation so so where this is um one house right now when you're done and we're going to tell the whole story about this and when you're done there's going to be six rental units on this one property
1: that's right yeah so it's not a traditional multifamily in the sense of you know a a walk-up apartment building or anything like that so this this will be townhomes. Yep. So we'll have three. It's a, it's a row house of yep. three townhomes, two story townhomes attached to each other. Three uh, with basement suites in each unit. Okay. So six units total.
0: And you're gonna, yeah. you can give me some renderings and some drawings, and we'll cut them in and show some pictures. And Absolutely. I know you got yes. all that stuff already. Yes. You know
1: the vision. You so got the vision, the vision. right? The vision. Yeah.
0: All right. So, um, like any property, there's a, a story behind any of this. So just for reference for everybody, this is the summer of 2022. We're, we've got an awful lot of traffic going on. Where where are we here in Edmonton? This is what road out here.
1: So, so right here out front of uh, is 149th Street. 149th Street. So we're on the west border of Parkview, Parkview in, okay. in West Edmonton. Okay. So
0: so what's Parkview all about? Where, what is this a good up and coming area? Is this good for, for investment? Let's talk to me about Parkview.
1: Parkview is a great area in Edmonton. Yep. Uh, super desirable. A lot of people want to come live here. It's centrally located. You got uh, 7 to 10 minutes west to West Edmonton Mall. You have about 7 to 10 minutes east to downtown Edmonton. Uh, 149th here takes you straight down to the White Mud Freeway. Yep. Um, so good, easy access out to uh, you know, South Edmonton and all the amenities down there. So yep. Um, really, you have everything here. The the future LRT is coming up through here. Okay. Um, so the Valley Line West LRT is coming up. It's in construction now uh, down Stony Plain Road, just north of here, and then cutting down south. So we're about a kilometer away from that uh, the station that'll okay. be up here. So so
0: transportation uh, close to amenities, close to. You know, I, I know there's schools, there's uh, gas stations, yes. there's a whole bunch of redevelopment. I drove down a couple of the streets. There's old houses being intermixed with brand new infills all at the same time. So, so it's gentrification happening here.
1: Lots of infill happening yep. here. Um, not to mention uh the area here, Parkview, goes uh east to yep. the river. Okay. So we're right on the river valley here. Yep. Um, so you have access to all the parks and the trails and, and everything that, that uh, the River Valley can offer. Right. Um, but yes, there is a lot of infill happening in this area. Houses like this, it's it's just time. Yep. You know, they've, they've kind of ran their life cycle, their course, um, and it's, it's ready for something new. So out with the old, in with the new. Yep. Um, yeah. It's,
0: and you can see it just when you drive this area, you can see that. Um, okay. So this is a deep, this is a deep uh, project and I'm, I'm trying to do it justice. And we'll take as long as we need to to take the story. But um, you were filling me in a little bit about the story before we got going here. Um, this is two years in the making, in essence, to get it to, to this point right here. So fill yes. us in a little bit of the backstory.
1: Yes. Sorry. yes. So, so projects like these sometimes can take a lot of patience. Yes. Um, aside from what actually took place with this project, um, backing up to the very beginning, um, I entered into the original contract with the seller. Um, we agreed on a price everything was good. Um, signed the contract. Before I got to close on this property, um, during the conditional period there, the sellers passed away. Oh, nice. um, actually very, very good, close family and friends right. of ours um, during that time. So they passed away while we had it under contract, but we did not close on it yet. So then it went into the, the whole probate process, right. um, transferring the, the title from the, the seller's name into uh, the estate um, for them to handle the affairs, right? So that, you know, the the probate process can take, this one was about 10 months or one year um, of just waiting, right? So um, when that finally went through, the sellers or the the children and the estate of the, the sellers um, came back to me and they wanted to honour the agreement that we had yep. in place. Um, everything stayed the same and they wanted to give me the opportunity to see this project through and right. and execute on it so um, of course I was uh, more than happy and willing to work with them okay. um, and we we did the deal again and it was back on the table and we yep. started getting uh, into the planning yep. um, and design phases and 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 moving the project forward so okay here we are about two years um,
0: almost two and a half years from, from first, the original from original discussion, so now you you've just closed on it in spring of this year. April eighth, we we
1: closed on April it 8th? and officially took possession. Officially took possession. So you yeah. actually do own it? We own this. Okay. City, yeah.
0: And um the the bulldozer or the the big the big div, not the not wrecking ball. I guess you wouldn't have a wrecking ball coming, but but you'd have something. This is the house coming down.
1: Yeah. This house is coming down in about uh anywhere from August 22nd to 26th. We're yeah. still waiting on the firm, you know, day and time. Okay. Um, but in that ballpark, and yes, the, the equipment will be here. they will be tearing this thing down and then we'll just roll right into the construction of it. Okay. Um and we're got about a about an eight we're we're targeting for the spring of twenty twenty three for a completion. So okay. end of March twenty twenty three. So kind of in that so uh, time essentially
0: of... just under a year, give or take. Right. Yeah. yeah and probably with yeah. delays and stuff like that. It'll be about probably a year. Probably That's next right. summer It'll be all done. Tenants will be moved in, and we'll be coming back here. My next golf trip—I mean trip—through <laughs> yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be telling the story, of the finished product. We'll walk through the finished product. And yeah, wow. go inside and it's, take a look. Yeah, stay stay tuned for that, guys. That's yeah. that's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, was- <laughs> so hopefully, I know you—you you said that the door is open. and it's been kicked in, right? Nobody's here. and There was a little bit of—it's uh, been abandoned.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you don't need the keys here, so come yeah. on in. Yeah. We'll, we'll get in it's in a second. Open. <laughs>
0: but, oh, excuse me. Um, man, this is a this is a busy street. It's loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's loud. It's good. It's all good. Uh, okay, so everybody in their, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry would sit there and they, they hear infill. Mm-hmm. And they sit there and go, wow, I want an infill. I want to take one house and I want to put up six rental units up. Everybody wants to. Do sure, it, right? yeah. Um, only a select few can actually have the patience to actually do that. But let's say somebody is watching this video and they're going through it or listening to it on podcast. And um, they sit there and they they go, they've often wanted to know if something is actually, you can infill something. Right. Like, how do you, how do you know this property can be infilled, right? <coughs> like, is there a formula? It's, is it a certain size? Is there, like, t- talk well, about a little bit of the process for the design for the... Uh, um, land utilization, what's yeah. that process? Yeah. So back to the
1: infill. So uh, Edmonton is kind of broken up into two, like there's the redeveloping areas, which is all of this, these older homes yeah. and, and getting redeveloped um, that the city is really encouraging, actually. Yeah. They're really behind this yeah. type of project and they really want to support this project to create more density yeah. and, and welcome more people into the older mature neighborhoods of Edmonton. Um, and then we have the, the developing areas, which yeah. are it, the easiest way to describe it is is outside of the ring road. So outside of the Anthony Henday that yeah. circles around Edmonton, everything outside of that is the new developing areas. So, right. so when you're in the redeveloping areas in these mature neighborhoods, infill is permitted. Right. So,
0: yeah. And they're yeah. actually encouraging it.
1: They're encouraging they're, it. Because
0: I believe, and you can correct me, you know this more than I do, is Edmonton is they they've grown as far out as they want. They, you know, they could go further, but it's one of the problems with Edmonton is just like the, the urban sprawl is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, let's put a new subdivision up. Yeah. Oh, there's a canola field, knock it down. And <laughs> yeah. they, they re- they yeah. um, what's the term? They uh, appropriate the land. They they just turned it into residential. Yeah, They've now determined they don't want to go out. They want to start building in, yeah. in essence. Yeah.
1: Well, th- there is all kinds of impacts that coming yeah. with, Building out, yeah, you know, the all the infrastructure in yep. place, like the cost associated, um, you know, let alone getting into the environmental impact of it. Um, when we can work within the city, what yep. we have already in place, um, working with the existing infrastructure, um, and and there's a lot, there's so many uh lots yep. in in the redeveloping areas with small little homes on them, yep. ready to be you know rebuilt, sitting on large lots,
0: okay,
1: right? So Edmonton is really looking within, building in and up yep. and, and creating more density for, okay. for people. Um, right in the Edmonton city plan yep. is they want to welcome 1 million more people yes. to Edmonton. Yeah, just so, put that
0: in perspective. A million more people, there's, there's what is there in Edmonton right now? It's about a million, a, million. a million and so, a half, including the surrounding centers. Yeah. It's essentially going to double in the next 20 years. Yeah. So, so there's only one way of, there's How? two ways of growing, right. out or up. Right. And exactly. you're helping out with yes. that project by one property at a
1: time. One property at a time. Huh? Yeah. No. So, yeah, we've aligned basically like our business plan yep. with the city of Edmonton's goals. Yep. And we're working together to, yeah. to you know, start doing this. Okay. And it's our focus. So.
0: OK, so let's talk a little bit of numbers, if you will. Um, This la- this lot on this where this house is sitting, what size of lot is it? Like what are some of the measurements, if you know, off off the top? So we're sixty <coughs> feet wide. This Sorry, is how, how
1: sixty feet wide. Sixty frontage. Yeah, yeah sixty on the front and uh, one hundred and seven deep. Okay. So we we are in an interior lot. Yeah. Um, typically, these types of projects do happen on corner lots. Yeah. Um, but we are an interior lot here, sixty wide by one hundred and seven deep. Yeah. So we have we have room to go three wide with our townhomes. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, the back alley, yeah. there'll be garages in the back.
0: Yeah. And we're with- going to shoot some, some shots back there too. Yeah. So you're going to have, there's going to be, the parking's going to be in the back. Right. Rear lane access. Right. And then you're going to have three townhomes here, three stories. And then the lower, the first story is going to be, um, uh, a, suite a, well. a suite. A basement yeah, suite. Yeah. A
1: one bedroom suite below yeah. three bedroom suites up top. Yep. there'll be th- uh the garage in the back will be four bays in total yep. so three single bays for the the main floor units yep. the fourth bay is going to be actually divided up uh with two walls inside so yep. we'll have three small storage uh storage bays oh, for nice. the basement suite tenants okay um basement suites are you know uh storage yep. is, is uh, extremely valuable to tenants living in the basement suite because yep. um there isn't that much storage down there right. um in these particular units they're only going to be a one bedroom and they're they're you know, anywhere about 585, 90 square feet. So they're, they're a little tight with a one bedroom and there doesn't leave much room for storage. So we're accommodating them back there. And then I
0: also would imagine if I look out in front, it looks like there's probably room for three, four, three or four cars easily out front too. So that's the main thing, guys. If you're starting to do something like this, parking is one of the biggest issues always parking. is the complaints in yep. the parking yep. between the upstairs and the downstairs and multiple units and the NIMBYs of all things on other <laughs> side. And, and here's the thing is I know, you, you know, the investor that's buying on the other side over here. Yep. So you know, an investor buying over here. So you Next don't have door. as much NIMBY as well, right?
1: It's yeah. it, the conversation has evolved <coughs> and changed yep. over the years that yep. people are actually seeing value in this yep. now w- within the surrounding areas and the neighbors yep. and that, because there's, there's some community engagement that they, they need to, the neighbors need to buy into this mm-hmm. project, right? So they're seeing, you know, something like this, that's maybe not as attractive with a nice new building yeah. um, adds value to the neighborhood, adds value to the surrounding well,
0: homes. I guarantee the, the neighbor over here's property value is going to be going up after you're done, yes. right? Because some people might be sitting there wanting to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: So if yeah. you don't mind me asking, what does, so it's 60 by 107, big, big lot. Big enough to put three more units. What did you pay for this property?
1: So we we bought this for three twenty five. Three
0: twenty five. Three hundred twenty five. <laughs> so 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 gang, just in those from Toronto and Vancouver, that's not one point three five, <laughs> right? It's three twenty five for this for this property.
1: Three hundred twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then construction costs. We're gonna be. I mean, we haven't built yet, obviously, yep. but you know, we'll be. We're, we're projecting around the the one point one seven
0: five. Po- it's called 1.2. 1. 1.2. So okay. does that include the 325 purchase or that's the no. construction cost? So just
1: the construction. So
0: you're going to yeah. be into it for 1.5 and 1. change? 1.5. 1.5 and change after you're done. Um, okay. okay. What's your... For- oh, go ahead. Are you going to say something? Well, part of the
1: requirements <laughs> of getting the construction loan financing yep. to build this thing is is getting a, an appraisal done up front. Yes. So we have an as-complete appraisal done already yep. at 1.7.
0: Nice. Nice. So there potentially is a couple hundred thousand dollars of built-in equity right. upon completion at the end. Yep. Okay. So three and a quarter to buy. <clears throat> now there were some people here, obviously, there's going to be holding costs during this whole period of time. So how did you, you, and you just closed on it, how did you close on it? Did you have investment partners come in? Do you get a f- mortgage for it? How are you? How did yep. you close on
1: it? So we, we bought this yep. cash. Yep. Um, so we, we we are working with partners, yep. um, you know, that's a big part of our business.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, we work with uh, partners um, on every project that we do. Yeah,
0: you, so, learned, that you learned that somewhere, didn't you? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Russell. <laughs> Bring that with you for the rest of my life. Um, so, yes, this uh, part of getting into these projects is you you have to have 25 yep. percent loan to construction costs. So so this construction cost saying one point uh, five. Yeah. Um, you need 25% of that up front. Right. Clear equity, yeah. n- no debt secured on the property. Yeah. Um, you know, so so you need that 25% clear. So we ended up just yeah. purchasing this cash okay. as our equity contribution. Yeah, the so you,
0: you paid three and a quarter. And when you say cash, it can come from other sources, obviously. Credit came from... Partner that probably had a line of credit or they probably financed that themselves?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. So cash, there's no mortgage on here. Yep. There's no financing, no nothing. So we just bought it outright. Yeah. And that goes, contributes towards our 25% of equity that's required to get into the construction financing. Got it. That'll be the the additional 75% of the project okay. to take it to the finish line.
0: So, so. partner contributed this, this three and a quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, if, so if I'm asking too many, too many no. questions, by all means. So I would imagine partner, uh, <coughs> excuse me, if did they finance it? Do you know offhand or? Uh, no, just bought it, was, it. It was just their yeah, cash. Just okay, money, so, yeah. so that's good. So your costs are, are literally, if there's some utility costs, property taxes. So your costs are fairly minimal to just sit here and just, just yeah. sit it here. And you and I talk in front of it.
1: Yes, it doesn't cost yes, that much. Yes, it's money. not that much. No,
0: <clears throat> and property taxes aren't that much around
1: here. No, no, and then yeah, utilities are minimal. I yeah. mean, there's no one living in it. Yeah. The utilities are actually disconnected right now. Yeah. That's part of the the yeah. demolition process to get yeah. the demolition permit. Yeah, um, we can talk about that a little bit. But yeah,
0: so so then next, what's the next step? The next step is you're so. you're going to a bank to get some construction financing.
1: Yeah. We're working with a commercial mortgage broker okay. that has has reached out to a, a construction lender that yep. that uh, deals with a lot of these types of development projects. Yep. Um, you know, so they're very familiar with it. Um, they're out, actually out in Vancouver. Okay. Um, so well, who's that? Uh, Carevest Capital.
0: Carevest.
1: Okay. Carevest Capital. Yep. Um, through our, our mortgage broker, um, Avison Young. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So. So you're getting um, the construction financing now. Talk to us, and I know it's this is onion is very deep. Yes and a very lot talk to us about the application process the development process getting your plans approved you you've, you've had two years to kind of think about it and going kind to of get all this so you've done a lot of that work with the city already like your yes. plans are approved like what does somebody so let's say you just close on this what does somebody do in order to get plans approved and stuff like that
1: Right so so that's the big part of the time. Like we, when this project when this project came back on the table, yep. it was uh, November of 2021. Okay. So uh, de- uh, it was December. You know, we made that new agreement in December. Yeah. Um, and that's when we really started hitting the ground running with with the planning process and in investing money. Which you know all these steps up front to get to that point of an approved project is. The soft cost.
0: Right. Soft
1: yeah. costs associated with this. So
0: and so you know. out of that one point two million, which was that included the soft costs as well? Yes. That's and, and how much of that how much is the soft cost for this ballpark? Uh, we're about eighty. Eighty thousand? Yeah. 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 And that's you know, typical. That's yeah. actually low for some places. Yeah. Right?
1: yeah the original the you know the 325 to purchase yep. um the investor actually brought about 380. okay right so that covered a lot of the soft cost yep. of, of the planning the design yeah um you know that process alone in the design back and forth is about two months
0: yeah and that's with an yeah. architect essentially. right yeah so the architect you you take the the, the lot the plan the lot plan and you sit there within all the guidelines that the city provides you, which I love Edmonton is whether you like it or don't like their city plan, they at least tell you the rules.
1: Yes. Right. They now. have very clear cut and draw. It's very
0: clear rules of engagement.
1: Yes. Right? Yes.
0: And and then what you just do is okay, how do we work within those these rules? And what's the optimal max how can we maximize the land? The
1: highest and best use. Highest yes, best highest and best highest use. And so I like that works. We want this building with yep. this footprint on this lot, and yep. and how can we position it to yep. fit within all the the setback requirements and yep. all the the zoning and bylaws? Um, yeah, so you know, working through that process a couple months. Yep. Once you have the design, you, like you can't even approach the city with yep. with applying for your permits until you have a design in place right, right. as part of a permit okay. package. So right? then
0: you you get design, approach city back and forth many back and forth and redesigns and redesigns and sorry close but not quite you yes. have to wait another month for probably the next yes. meeting to happen yeah. you redesign you come back and and that process takes how, how long to it take you for development
1: this? permits about eight weeks eight weeks two yeah. months. Wow. yeah so you're right four months right there right <laughs> yeah you know
0: well guys in vancouver it's... that are watching this are going eight weeks i wish yeah it takes a year Homeless and, in vancouver yeah
1: and Toronto's the same <laughs> yeah. i guess with developing is uh you know permits are taking a year year and a half yeah you know so
0: so so two months in you now have a design that has a little stamp by the city and say we approve this project so is that are we uh
1: two months in you get the design yeah. and then you approach the city and then okay. about another two months after that and then yeah. yes you know now we got our development permit uh there's a sign on the front yep. lawn here yep. Um, that's actually another requirement. Once they once they issue the, the yeah. development permit, the city wants you to to put a notice on yeah. mm-hmm. on the lot or on the property somewhere, uh, no, uh, indicating that right. within two weeks of getting your permit. Oh, okay. So, so awesome.
0: Then after that, do you then cost it out, or do you you kind of have a you have in the back of your mind you kind of know a cost? I yes. would imagine. Right.
1: I did all that pre-work yeah. before we even actually made the agreement on on the, the the purchase. Okay. So in the analysis, the early and it's all it's high level, yeah. right? We know it's, it, things change. The yeah. markets changed a lot since you know my original analysis was mm-hmm. about uh, uh, 1.4 million all-in cost, yeah. and 1.575 after uh, pre- as complete, yeah. after as complete value. That's now changed yeah. to about 1.5 million yeah. all-in costs to a 1.7, right? Uh, as complete value. Well,
0: and that's so, just absolutely you just said something that's brilliant. Is you actually do that work before you make the offer on the on the property, right? Right. right at least right. you at least you know the right. maximum amount you could pay for the house.
1: Yes. Right. You have a pretty good idea. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and we're, guys, we're not talking. Right. You're not counting shingles, and you're not counting right. feet board of of, yeah. uh, of uh, trim. You're not doing that. You're just roughly doing it by Square footage yep. versus a really rough calculation to just honestly as simple as that. Yep. We're paying three and a quarter, one point two development yep. costs, yep. and it's worth one point seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. high level. Yeah, just high level numbers. No, and, but how, and
0: how did you get to that then, point to know those kind of things? Is just just doing lots of analysis or, or?
1: Yes, talking to lots of people. I had yep. a lot of help um, yep. backing up. I mean, I've been in construction for twenty years. I'm okay. a journeyman carpenter by trade. I had a general yep. contracting business. You know, we built homes, we did renovations. So I've been, I've been in this line of work building yep. for a long time. Right. So uh, as far as cost goes, I have a firm grasp, yep. you know, aside from all of our past projects that we've done, you right. know, a firm grasp of, of the cost and what it takes. Yep. Um, something like this being an info project, this being the first infill project, yep. it was new, it yep. wasn't a, a, you know, big learning experience, yep. um, but you know, reaching out to network, I mean, that's how valuable other investors are part of your power team. Yep. Actually, right. So, you know, talking to other investors, other developers that do similar projects like this, yep. you know, um, and, and you just talk and and yep. and get the numbers out of it, uh how they're operating on the back end when it is yep. complete and it's renting, yep. What what the operation looks like, yep. you know, the income and expenses. Um, so you know, through that process, I got a got to a spot where I was just you know, this is it because you you can you can analyze it. Yep. You know, yep. to, to analyze yourself out of a deal, and and you're not standing here.
0: And, and as of course we're in Alberta, big giant trucks with big doolies <laughs> on go by. Yeah, uh, so oil's back. so yeah. that's awesome. You could So so here's what I was going to also say is, I can guarantee with 100 percent certainty you're going to be wrong on your numbers.
1: 100. Yeah.
0: 100 certainty. Pretty good. Pretty wrong. Yeah. but directionally you're going to be within within a percentage of either I, and and who knows at the end when it's done it could be worth more right um yeah. costs could come in maybe costs come down a little bit i don't yeah. know probably going to go up again yeah but i have a feeling it's going to be worth more yeah as
1: well so you have been flow with it yeah. and then and, i mean in the end this is a long term investment yeah. um our agreement with our partners is yeah. 10 years 10 years yeah. um we have no intentions on selling this Yep. Yeah. This is this is uh, the name of this project is Legacy at Parkview. OK, um, so that, that that's the new corporation we formed that owns the asset and the name of the, the project.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it goes back to the legacy that you want to leave for the family, the family friends that you bought this of.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, it is. It ties into their their lifestyle, the yeah. design of it. Um, mm-hmm. It is a legacy um, of the sellers that passed away. We are building this for them. It was a dream and a vision of theirs at one point in time. Um, to build something like this. So we are fulfilling that yep. um, as well as building this of, of a legacy for our family and our yep. partner's family as well. Oh, um, so, um,
0: yeah. So, OK, gang, what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to quickly reset the cameras and what I want to do in the next segment, Brian, um, we're going to take it the next step on kind of the development process. Uh, but I want to know kind of pro forma that you've done for rental numbers, what your plans are, and then also at the end, if you kind of did the refi, you potentially the goal is to probably pull out a good portion of all, if not it probably yes. won't get all of it out, but a good portion of your money out yes. and what the numbers will look like as a building operating going forward. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll be right back right after I set the cameras.
1: Sounds good. Right on. All
0: right. So guys, the uh, magic of editing, we're back again. And we had a we had a drink and refresh <laughs> and change the cameras over, get the get a new card and everything get all fired up. But interesting, well, Brian, while well, we were just chit-chatting. You had mentioned something about uh, this property. You actually could have it as a nine-unit place too, as well. So talk to me about that. So within within
1: the zoning um, and the the bylaws and the zoning uh, requirements, you're you're actually allowed what they permit here on this lot, uh, with the zoning being RF three, is one garage suite per principal dwelling that you can have right so in our building we have three principal dwellings which are the main four units yeah and we can have one garage suite unit per principal dwelling plus
0: a, a basement suite plus a garage suite that's right,
1: right. yeah Nine nine units total because you got the three up top the three down below here yeah. in the main building yeah. and then three garage suites out back
0: well there's the us Greedy capitalist real estate investors are all probably sitting there going, well, why didn't you put up nine? Nine's better than <clears throat> six, Brian. Why wouldn't exactly. you do that? First things
1: first, it would have been a little bit more complicated with the city yep. of Edmonton um, to get that approved. We would have need variances yep. with that design. Um, aside from that, we felt that it was overbuilding for the lot that we have and too high a volume, yep. actually, actually. Um, more so even to, to respect the the neighborhood right. and to respect the neighbors with the amount of volume and traffic and um, and the parking where are these people gonna park yeah you know it's just it's it just becomes a little bit too much and it becomes a bit of a, a management nightmare yep. Yep. Um, on the operation side
0: you just said something uh, brilliant which I'm not surprised is that uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should and Always think about it from the standpoint of the tenant experience backwards. If you had yeah. nine units and you didn't have parking, and there's just way too many people in too small of a space, yeah. you're going to have tenant turnovers. You're going to have frustration. You're going to have management issues. Even though on a pro forma cash flow on a piece of paper up front, looks it great. looks fantastic. You're in the thousands of dollars, yeah. right? If yeah. not multiple thousands, I bet you're probably eighteen hundred bucks a month cash flow if you analyze as nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, but sometimes it's just that, pardon the language, leap this out if you need to, but the pain in the ass factor yeah. is not worth it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we steered away and went back to our original plan. Um, it was something we explored, yeah. um, but we kept it, uh, kept it simple. Uh, something we knew would be a green light yep. for approval. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, for the tenants, it would be the best tenant, you know, living experience. Yep. So. Okay.
0: So mm. where we're in the story. You've bought it you have closed on it. You've got plans approved. The stamp of approval is yep. going forward. You have the signs up. Um, you have, you're green light. You're green light ready right. to go. And within a couple of weeks, we're, this is coming down.
1: We're literally yep. waiting for an excavator to come here right on. to tear this down. Yep. Okay.
0: And then in the meantime, you're getting some financing. How does construction financing, mm-hmm. and now this is complex, but in, in a general term, construction financing, you kind of get a general project, and then you get certain draws along the way. Talking
1: yeah. about construction finance. Yeah, it's a it's a draw mortgage. Yeah, yeah. so they'll they'll advance funds at certain. There, there's a schedule set out. Yeah. Uh, at certain milestones of the project, you know, we're we're gonna have an initial advance yeah. up front right away, um, and then there's uh, milestones at the at the mm-hmm. the building permit approval at the the foundation pour the lockup stage with the yeah. framing and the windows and doors in lockup, uh, you know, and the roofs on. Uh, and then you know just a schedule throughout yep. the project, when the lender will be advancing uh, funds yep. uh, of okay. uh, draws, you yep. know.
0: to the, Okay. So. so so now you're you, you're knocking down, the backhoes coming in. Do you get to play on the, the big toys. Do you get to play on them too a little we'll bit. We'll see. Do you get the bobcat. Yep. Can you get the bobcat? <laughs> At least the bobcat. Hey,
1: them. it doesn't hurt to ask. Right? right. You don't know if you don't ask. Yeah. And and,
0: it, and um, <laughs> you know, this is a, a a climate that has winter. Yes. So you are late summer, later summer now. Give up again a little bit of the clock, but I don't think you probably have any issues. Your 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 plan is to get probably foundations poured, so walk us through the process yeah. for this yeah. year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it actually the the critical important date for us is yeah. the completion date. Right. So okay. so we're starting in the end and working backwards Got it. to where we're starting to and and we're we're starting uh we want to complete in the spring of 2023 and land in the spring because when we go to rent, that is an optimal time to be renting. We don't, what we didn't want happen is to complete the project in December, January, February. So we we wanted to bridge through that. This is the ideal end completion date and work back. Where do we want to start to get to that finish line?
0: Yeah. You want, Your finished units to be ready in prime rental condition time. Yes, right, exactly. And if all and in Edmonton, you know there there is seasonality in rentals. Like typically November, December, January, part of February, it's kind of like skull and crossbones, no (laughs) go. Uh, But people rent obviously year round, and it's been very good here of late. But you you just reverse engineer it, starting as we want to finish when it's prime rental time. You work your way back. So you're probably going to have, by winter this year, you're going to have it in lockup or pretty close. Wait yes, on. yes. So you can start doing interior things and stuff like that?
1: Throughout the winter. Throughout the winter. That's the plan. Get the concrete, the foundation yep. in the ground, yep. Um. you know, and get it locked up. When the snow starts flying, we can, you know, we'll have the siding on and we can just get in the interior and work, work inside throughout the winter. Okay, got it. And then spring comes and then we'll finish up with the yep. landscaping yep. and everything around. And the, just make
0: it look, shine like a pretty penny.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Nice. I love it. Okay. So construction financing, you're doing the draws. And then at the end, upon completion, I imagine the goal is to then convert it into a residential mortgage and then pay out the construction and all that. Talked about that process. Yeah. Uh,
1: now, is this so, going to be three titles or one title? It's going to be one title. One title. Perfect. One title. Yeah. Right. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, so is there well, an opportunity to subdivide down the road? We can, yeah, that's, yeah. So we the guys, can, we that's we can. another brilliant
0: exit strategy.
1: Now is the time to do it up front. It yeah. can still be done. Yeah, um, but you know, we you would want to seeing that you know we're locked in for ten years with our partners. Perfect we're partners. holding long term. You know, this is this is kind of a twenty-year one mortgage, right? Is yeah, all you want is one mortgage exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with the construction financing, um, for those that are familiar, this this ascend- this is a burr project. Yes. So we're building. It's just a build burr. I like yep. to say. So we're building this the BRR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so we're we're building this up, yep. and then we're gonna refinance out when it's done, um, and get you know as much as we can back out. Um, so we're working with con- uh, commercial financing actually, because because this is six units. Yep. Um, anything five units and and more. Uh yep. you know, is classified as commercial financing. So Brilliant.
0: are you taking advantage of the ML MLI select program?
1: We're gonna take a good hard look at it. We yep. have been already. Yep. Um, but there's a few different scenarios of financing right. on the takeout. So on the back yep. end, when, when we go to get that mortgage that's gonna stay in long term, you know, there's the conventional. Seventy-five yep. percent loan-to-value financing, then yep. you can go, and then, and then you can get into the CMHC products, where yep. uh, you know eighty-five percent at a forty-year amortization, yep. and then, of course, yes, the the new program, fifty-year, fifty-year M- yeah. MLI Select, yeah, five um, well, percent down, yes, ninety-five percent financing, yeah. and this will qualify for that for fifty years. Well,
0: the brilliant thing so, is, sorry to cut you off, but the, the brilliant thing is, you have nine months to kind of figure all this out. But the good thing is you're engaging in that conversation now to find out what your options are. Because a, a mentor of mine once told me is always know your back door before you get in your front right. door. Yes. We- right? <laughs> no pun intended here. Like there's no doors. I'm surprised there's still doors on the place. Right? Back door's
1: wide open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's you want to have a clear picture. Yep. You want to know, you know, in your plan, you want to know, you want to have an aim, a target, you yep. know, something to shoot for there. Um, is it going to work out exactly like that? No. But you have a good plan, right? Yes. And, and you're evaluating these different scenarios and those are always going to be changing throughout yep. the timeline that we built. Yep. So when we, when we're approaching that takeoff financing, we'll have a good hard look at, at what those three scenarios yep. look like, the pros and cons with them. Yep. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the optimal scenario for our partners, yep. ultimately. Now,
0: I know I've mentioned a few times about the vehicles going by, but actually, it's a good sign when when big, giant, dually diesel trucks are going by, Alberta's open for business, guys. Alberta's, <laughs> Alberta's open for business, and they're, they're burning fuel. Yep, now, you just a quick and aside, I, Bryant, how the heck are you guys paying a dollar forty nine for gas here when we're paying like two dollars a liter out, out in think, BC?
1: I think it was even a dollar thirty. Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hearing in some yeah. as low as a dollar thirty. So um, that might be. I'm just an investor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just an investor. Yeah. The cost of living in yeah. Alberta is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it is ridiculously cheap. It's, it's very affordable places, compared
1: yeah. to the rest of the country yeah. um yeah so there's a lot of benefits with with affordability absolutely yeah. right so, so
0: most you- people here would have more spendable disposable money in their pockets than most other places in the country and when people have more disposable income what do they do they spend it on good services yeah. they buy buy uh, buy houses they also rent for good numbers too right right, right?
1: yeah to put it in comparison so that when this is completed it'll be worth yeah. 1.7 million yeah. uh we know some people that just purchased <laughs> out in vancouver yeah and just bought a house uh 1.63 yeah. they paid for a one house you know, one house yeah. you know a, like a mid-70s bungalow yeah three-bedroom type yeah you know
0: and you have six rental units here six incomes brand new construction Okay, let's talk about the rental income. Now, right now, it's still high in the sky. It's pro forma. It's forecast. What's your best estimation of what you'll get for the rents up and down? How are you going to structure that?
1: Yeah, so um, what we have for total rents yeah. per unit is 3500 hundred. Thirty
0: five per, per per three. Per townhome, per town, yeah, main floor, basement suite. Okay, does that um, include utilities in? That or, does. Okay, 3500 utilities in per one. Per one.
1: So times that by three.
0: Oh man, you're really right? so push you're
1: you're in a 10 five. ten five. Ten five. Ten five. Yeah. Um and then yeah, um, what's also in that is the garages in the back will will be into that uh, okay. rent, included into that rent too. So, so think about um, this
0: for a second. Now I, let's go back to that example you talked about, Vancouver, where that person, what did they pay? 1.63. six three. One point six three. And let's say they bought it as a rental place. The most rent they could get for it, most would probably be about four grand. At most, at most. Yeah. So here you're getting six thousand dollars more rent for only for, a couple hundred thousand for a hundred thousand dollars more yeah, in, not in even, acquisition. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when you kind of factor in all the numbers, so it's ten five on the top line. When you factor in kind of all the vacancies, the variances, and expenses and stuff yeah. like that, what's your ballpark estimation? Of, and I know it, it'll determine based upon um, financing will be the big one. Yeah. But but yeah. you probably had to come Up with something, what are yeah. you thinking? You're going to net yeah. out on this conservatively
1: 9,000 9, for expenses.
0: For expenses, okay. so,
1: so we're going to land somewhere in that range of you know 1500 yeah. a month cash flow. Yeah, um, you know, our suited houses are performing at yeah. that, and essentially, this is three suited houses, yes, yeah, just attached to each other under one roof. Yeah,
0: 1500 in net cash flow, then mortgage pay down will be significant on top of that as well. Yes. All the other kind of stuff, right now, and that's. You're looking at a good investment
1: here. The interesting thing with that is when we're done the construction and yeah. we go to refin- get our mortgage and yeah. refinance out, yeah. we get to pull a lot of that original capital back out. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. money that's left into the deal yeah. is a lot less, yeah. if any at all, depending depending on our financing. So the initial investment becomes yeah. minimal. Yeah. So, so the, the, the return on investment oh, with less in yeah. and those kinds of numbers, the return... Increases
0: well, and I'm not going to hold you to this number. That if it doesn't come in, this what is? And I know you. I know you ran the number. Best estimation after it all said and done, after the last takeout, how much do you think is going to be left in? Ballpark. So
1: the, the orig- at the 75% we're around 200,000. About 200. But it can swing into a position where yeah. we could get everything back out yeah. with a surplus. Right. So we're actually getting paid, yeah, to own this property. Well,
0: let's 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 use two hundred as just a starting point. Yeah. So with a two hundred thousand dollar investment in, you have control of a one point seven million dollar. So what is that? 12%, twelve percent. Twelve and a half. A little percent? bit less.
1: Yeah, right in that ballpark. Ten. And yeah. 10, 10, ten is ten on, 10 10 on two, be two, seven, million. two and two Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're you're twelve percent. Just, at, just at a little more. Worst, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, how many places can you go out and buy out there that you can, with a twelve percent down payment, can get into a, an asset that pr- produces fifteen hundred dollars right. of cash flow?
1: Right. Yeah, oh. I, you can't. Wow. Right. So. That's brilliant um, right. You know. Yeah. It's uh
0: Okay. So, so Brian, I I, I, I want to just stand close to you. I want all that, all that, all that brilliance <laughs> to just rub <laughs> off on Maybe everybody. So, yeah. so guys, if you are watching this, make sure you leave a comment below. Make sure you share this. Make sure you share all this. Uh Brian, where's a good place for people if they ever want to get a hold of you? Or we're gonna we're not done yet, guys. Yeah. We're gonna go to the back here in a second. We're gonna to do we're gonna shoot the next segment in the in the beautiful spa inspired backyard. And then maybe we're gonna try and get inside. Is that okay? Yeah, we'll get we in? Can, we'll yeah. I'll try. Sure. I'll try. Yeah, let's go. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where could they get a hold of you? I'm on
1: Facebook, yeah. I'm on Instagram. You can catch me there. Probably the easiest. Yeah. Um we are developing a website right now that'll be live here yeah. in the next week or so. Um, you know, we can visit the Freedom Vest Properties website. Freedom Vest Properties. Freedom Vest Properties. Freedom Best Properties. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you know all the contact details will be on there, but Facebook's probably the, the easiest. thing. Yeah.
0: So, uh, if if somebody is watching this and they're interested in investing in Edmonton, what advice would you give them about investing in Edmonton?
1: Location, location, location is yeah. always the big thing. So yeah. the the right property in the right area. Will attract the right tenants. Yep. And away you go, run the yep. course. I mean, you know, run. <laughs> there's lots of advice I could give, but it's all about the numbers. Yep. Make sure the numbers work. Try to keep the emotions out
0: of it. 100. And I have you know, good boots on the ground. Like, and you're looking like, pretty sharp with your shoes. I got my sandals on today. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so make sure you, if you're interested in investing in Edmonton, both Brian and I have lots of resources that we can share with you. Uh, we're more than happy to. But guys. Think about just some of the numbers we've been throwing around here. And I guarantee, I can 100% certainty, people are saying, what? Did they say what? Yeah. 325, what? This, like, like, honestly, your end product that you're talking about with the numbers you're talking about is people's starting positions on some projects that they're buying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a a great opportunity. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Like I said, the city loves it. They want it. They encourage it. We've aligned with that, and, and this is where we're going to be. We're going to focus yep. here. Um, we've built out an a incredibly strong team yep. of uh, professionals yep. Yep. To, to to execute these projects with. Perfect.
0: Um,
1: and and rinse and repeat. Uh, you know, the last R of the burr yep. is to repeat. So yep. we're definitely going to be... You're uh, looking for more, right? Yes. You?
0: Yeah. All, the, <laughs> all the time as we were driving down yeah. here, man, I was just... So the first question I asked you is across the street. Where, what's what's this, going on? What's going on with this yeah. boarded up apartment building yeah. across the street? And yeah. Is there an opportunity? Like, honestly, goodness, Edmonton, Alberta is open for business. There are incredible opportunities. Mm-hmm. Okay, gang. I'm going to just reset the cameras. We're going to take a trip to the backyard and we're going to take a look there. And then we're going to sneak inside. A, I, I know yeah. the owner, so we're not going to be <laughs> trespassing too much. Right? Okay, guys, we'll be right back. I sure hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we jump back to the conclusion, our strategic partners from Streetwise Mortgages are here with another important mortgaging tip. All right, take it away, Dahlia. Hi,
2: I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. And in today's episode, I will go over the eight unique qualification factors that lenders take into consideration when approving mortgages for residential income properties that is one to four units, properties. We will discuss the first few today and the rest in the upcoming episodes. I will share with you tips for each of these factors to enhance the chances that your mortgage application gets approved at the terms that you anticipated. So let's dig in. Here are the eight factors. Number one, your credit score. Number two, your personal income. Number three, down payment sources, if you're buying a property. Number four, whether you are holding title in your personal or corporate name. Number five, the rental income your portfolio generates. Number six, your personal net worth. Number seven, the condition and zoning of the property you are refinancing or buying. And finally, number eight, the size of your portfolio. Let's start with your credit score. Many of the A lenders look for a minimum credit score of 650 for a rental mortgage application. Some may work with a score of as low as 600, but they will cut down the amortization on the mortgage. B lenders would work with credit scores below 600. Here is a tip for you, monitor your credit score on a regular basis to ensure that it's healthy and that there are no surprises on your credit such as suspicious activities or collections that you are not aware of. You can register for such a service through Equifax or TransUnion. Pulling your own credit through such a service will not impact your credit score. Let's now move on to personal income. Personal income plays a large role in the approval of a residential mortgage application. You may be salaried or earning income in various forms as a self-employed business owner or in the form of investment income or from various government sources like old age security, child support, RIFs, or a combination of all. Here are the things you need to be aware of when it comes to income. If you're self-employed, The A-lenders will want to see that you have paid yourself from the business for two years in order for them to use the income. This could be in the form of dividends, returns of shareholder loans, or as a salary, or a combination of all. Some A-lenders also have programs where they would consider a percentage of your corporate income if your business is incorporated in addition to what you pay yourself from the business. This is a great program that can help you qualify for more from a mortgage standpoint. If you're not paying yourself enough from the business to qualify with A lenders, then B lenders can be a great alternative as you can use income that you're earning as a self-employed client regardless of whether or not you own the business for two years and regardless of whether or not you filed your personal taxes. For this, the B lenders will charge higher interest rates and and lender fees. If you are earning investment or interest income, the A lenders would want to see that you've earned that for two years in order to consider it. The B lenders, on the other hand, will rarely use this type of income. I often get a question from clients when they switch jobs from one employer to another. And the question is, Can I get a mortgage approved while I am on probation? The answer is yes, with some A-lenders, as long as you are transitioning within the same industry. This is not the case with B-lenders and they will need to see that you have passed probation before you get a mortgage approval. If you are employed and you are on a contract, some of the A-lenders will still approve the file on an exception basis. The B lenders, however, are okay with contracts, but they will keep the mortgage term below or at the contract term. So if your contract expires in one year, you cannot get a mortgage with a B lender beyond the one year term. In order to avoid surprises with your mortgage application and get the best financing terms given your plans, it is important to proactively plan the eight qualification elements. Our team at Streetwise Mortgages Offers complimentary planning sessions to help you do just that. Contact us at info at streetwisemortgages.com to book your session today.
0: So Brian, uh, we have a little bit of work to do with the wiring around here.
1: It <laughs> needs a little love. Yeah, needs a little
0: love here. <laughs> All right. So we're in the backyard of uh, the property. Now, first thing is, oh, where's the noise? We can... Oh, it's pretty peaceful. It's pretty peaceful back here, actually, the spawn inspired backyard. Now, I know you can't see this, and maybe I'll t- shoot some shots in this, but I'm just looking across the way, and I see infill. That's probably very similar to, you know, I know your your construction is going to be completely different, but mm-hmm. there's an infill there, an old one there. Infill, that was probably a, when they subdivided and put two units on yep. there. Old one here, old one here, old one here, infill there.
1: Yeah. You can see some framing happening over there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's what you look it's, for when you go to areas if it makes sense for for people to do that, isn't it?
1: It's it's more accepted yeah. because it's already happening in the area. So the neighbors are familiar with it. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, I mean it's uh it's happening here. You know, these are old homes, right? So yep. it's turning over and uh out with the old, in with the new. No. Nope. Um, you know, schools, community community leagues are are a good uh, indicator actually because yep. you know there's you know the, the tight knit community around yep. here, so
0: and we can definitely tell that the the ambulance and the fire comes around here as well. So, hang on a sec, Gary. So, make sure we're recording. Hang on, as that goes by, <laughs> at least we know the fire service works, they're on it. Um, okay, so why did we come to the backyard so it's a little bit quieter mm-hmm. <laughs> but the main thing we really want to kind of talk about back here is uh, the vision for kind of parking backyard um landscaping how much you are yeah. not going to have a lot of landscaping after you're done here which is good for tenants for tenanted yeah. properties yeah what's the vision it's, for you for back here
1: so Right along the back alley, first off, is we're going to have the garages, yep. right? So um, there is, it's a four-bay garage, but th- three of the single bays for, for each main floor unit. Yep. Um, so you'll see the back back of the townhomes here, you'll have, uh, we're doing decks. Um, actually, what we're going to do is stairs down to a concrete patios. Yep. Um, but each, each yard will be fenced off, you know, so you have your own private yard, yep. all separate, self-contained. Um, and then each yard will go to, you know, the, the back of the garage door leading into their garage.
0: Right. Um, and you will have, um, will there be a little bit of an apron at the back for, for the park or for the garage? Or is it yeah. right off of the rear alley?
1: It, it'll be a little bit of an apron. I think it's one meter. A meter? You know, okay, so, just so under, not
0: enough for a car to no, park? No, so.
1: no. And that's, we had to push it as yeah. far, you know, we didn't have the space to have a driveway and then the garage and then our yeah. building. So it's right up against the alley with a little apron.
0: And then you're going to so have garage and then there's they're going to be entrance right out of the garage into the units
1: yes okay so the way that a it, it well and flow is the main floor tenants will like they'll be using the back door for their main entry yeah most of the time they'll have the doors on the front yep. but the way they'll come in and park in their garage through their backyard yep. into their units through yep. the back and then you have
0: some walkways out walkways
1: yeah. yeah um and then the, the basement suite tenants will be parking on the front street. So right. the the two side units on the ends, the side doors there with walkways to the front street. Yeah. Um, and then the entry to the middle unit basement suite is actually from the front ex- okay. exterior entry. Right from the front stairwell down, concrete yep. stairs down, yep. entry in.
0: Okay, and yep. I know you're you're going to provide some some visuals and some drawings right. and stuff that we can cut in and show show people for that for yep. this. So, what what size of units are is the vision for the main versus the basement things like that?
1: So we're we're roughly they're all a little bit different, but roughly yep. twelve hundred square feet up. Yep. So that's two two stories. Yep. Um, you know, so about 600 on the main floor, 600 up top yep. for all, uh, three, three bedrooms,
0: three bedrooms. bedrooms. How many baths?
1: Um, two and a half baths. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then the basement suites, they vary from, I think it's five seventy two square feet up to 590 square okay. feet. One um, bedrooms. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One bedroom suites. Yep. Um, the middle unit on the main floor will be a two bedroom actually, um, because, there's a side unit on each side. You only have the front wall and the back wall for bedroom windows. Okay. So the units aren't actually wide enough. They're about 16 feet wide, but they're not wide enough to have two bedrooms in the front. And you know, so we, we only went with two bedrooms in the main, uh, the middle, the middle unit, unit, unit. uh, but they're going to be master suites. So each, each one of those bedrooms will have an ensuite off them. So like they're two master bedrooms.
0: Um, nice. Yeah. You know, that, the, you, is there anything particular you have to do with the the center party the the party walls in between? Yeah. Is that the correct term. Yeah. Party okay. wall. Yeah. 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 There
1: will be there will be one party wall, and then when we yeah. go three units, you have to actually have a firewall.
0: Right. Okay. So that'll
1: be you know there's different designs and construction of firewalls, but you know a center block wall all right. the way up. Yeah. Stopping fire transfer, and that was just right? something
0: so, that just recently just got introduced, to, wasn't it? Within the I last couple of years,
1: believe so. Yeah, um, yeah, adding, not another, 100%. Like,
0: adding another like thirty thousand dollar cost to it.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of that here. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's just oh, by the way, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm handing my hand out. You owe more money. Yeah, owe more money. Everywhere you, you know. look, right? Yeah. Just so, <laughs> so you're into this project before you actually even start construction for you know better part of eighty plus the buy of. Yeah. What was it? Three and a quarter three and a quarter. Three and a quarter you you know, into it so, for four four yeah. four ten. Yep. Four ten before you even break ground. <laughs> right.
1: Right. And then you know, builder deposits yep. and you know, um, so it's it's tricky. You gotta make sure, you know, yep. you're planning up front that you have these funds yep. to to start yep. and, and to outlay with with all your soft costs, you yep. know, including, you know, the design and the permitting and everything yep. that goes with it.
0: And then yeah. construction financing, I would imagine um does construction financing, you have to make payments. Are they interest only's or interest. do you have to make monthly payments? Cause there's all those kind of costs too. Monthly
1: payments. So what's worked into the, the construction financing is an interest reserve. So they yeah. hold back, they hold back the interest it. Um, and, it, but it is paid monthly, Okay. Um, but they make sure that they have their money yeah. right up front out of it.
0: Well, and, and truly, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm not trying to make this sound scary, but it's just a reality is you're just going to, for the next nine months, you're going to see money just flying out yeah. the door. Yeah. There's not going to be a dollar coming in no. other than the, the draw mortgages. That's, but yeah. that's
1: more debt. It It, it, flow, it flows through me. <laughs> it flows. It, it comes to me and then it goes out to the, yeah. the builder, right? Something like so,
0: a goose might, yeah, right. something it, through a goose might, yeah. Might, yeah. might be a good analogy for that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's what it's like. You know, you're just, you're outlaying money and, yeah. you know, um, until you get it completed and rented, yeah. that's when kind of the valve shuts off at the yeah. top, the top, get it rented when you go to refinance, the bank wants to see those rents Yeah, they, to verify the income that's coming. Oh, so
0: you have to get it rented before you can apply to go get it The refinance. That's right. They won't take a, a rental appraisal or anything? They need to see it rented?
1: They will, but they want those hard rents okay. um, because this is commercial financing. Right. So it is largely based on the income that this yeah. building will generate.
0: Yeah. And especially if you're going through CMHC, which I believe you're probably going to do on the commercial side. Yeah. CMHC will not just... Pay out any Tom, Dick, and Harry private lender It has to be on our, on their approved list. Is that correct?
1: Uh, that uh, we'll cross that bridge. Well, I haven't I, been there I, yet. Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure that's the case. Some of the things that we worked with some clients is CMHC only likes to see a certain type of lender that they yeah. will pay out. Interesting. Well, then some, but some people get around yeah. that bias. They they'll then close on it a second time. Right. And then right. they close on it again after with the eventual residential financing. It's
1: a good one to talk to my mortgage yeah. broker. About. Yeah, just ask, so, the, ask yeah. the question yeah.
0: about is if I'm going CMHC route, do I have to have a, oh, will they pay preferred. out anybody? Yeah. I'm pretty sure with the, the company you're going through it would probably be on their list yeah. if they're, a, if they're a, you know, a, a, tier, a fairly t- good, yeah. solid tier lender
1: and they've been around for a long time too nice. so nice. yes
0: yeah. okay so not too much uh anything else that uh something interesting uh, about the design or what what you're doing uh, from from the, from the house or um, this is the fun part you, this yeah. is what you like to do right the building it's like you're you, did you play with lego when you were a kid
1: yes yes yeah and
0: now you're just <laughs> I, doing it with bigger i've bigger, been building ever walks. since i could
1: walk yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's kind of in my blood in my dna and yeah. you know i ever since a young kid i think it's you know the biggest thing creating something from nothing yep. is is fascinating to me yeah you know and and to come in here with a vision and it's 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 essentially custom built yep. right where you know i had to i had to translate my vision to our designer yep. for them to to draft it up right you know and um so that's that's uh i really enjoy that process yeah
0: and then I also do. then the selection of the materials and all that kind of stuff too because here's the thing guys is when you're building brand new construction you can blow your budget very very quickly, you could you you could spend thirty thousand yeah. dollars on taps and fixtures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's so you kind of pick what I would call rental grade, but it's kind of a mid tier. It's not top end and it's not cheap. So talk right. about that selection right. of materials right. that right.
1: you use. Yeah, so we're going through that now. Um, you know, we we want quality. We yep. want durability. Yep. We want the long-term sustainability of it. They are rental properties. By nature, they do take a bit more abuse than than your owner-occupied. You know, so you want something that'll stand up to a a bit of of abuse. So we are going, you know, kind of the same spec that we do with uh, all of our other projects that we have on our suite of houses. So, you know, the quartz countertops, um, you know, especially in an area like this, you want to build to the area as well. Um, You know, this this lot can really support the high-end product as well. Yep. Um, because of what's around it, um, you know. So we are uh, building to the neighborhood and fitting within that as well. We want something that's attractive looking, but yep. also going to stand up to the test of time yep. and last uh, long term, um, taking a bit more abuse. Yep. You know.
0: Well, and you, it sounds like a neighbor over here has got a vacuum that he can he can definitely is <laughs> a leaf blower for you yep. right to to have in that. So the key thing it's, is build to the quality of the tenant that you're trying to attract. Um, don't go crazy on the cost of it. It's the durability. Now, are there any special things you do for 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 sound, yep. like coming from up and down, the smell, the airflow, heat, different things? Is there st- different things that you kind of do in the design process? Maybe some good tips for people if they're going to design a new construction property.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sound is is huge yeah. within these projects, especially when you have a basement suite. Yep. Um, you want them as separate and self-contained as possible. Yep. Um, so that it's, you know, that each tenant doesn't really know that another tenant's there or have to see them or running running, you know, even the way that the traffic flows and where people are walking, you know, you want to be conscious and aware of how this property is going to operate as a finished product with tenants living here. Yeah. Um, so a lot of thought goes into that, just the layout. Yeah.
0: What do you do? What do you do for the sound? Is is there, is there something is it it's an entire system like talk a yeah. little bit about the sound coming from up and down do you do anything special
1: so so well yeah so um in the city of edmonton yep. you they actually do require oh, soundproofing perfect. now that's it that's a new i believe it was since 2020 yeah um before it was only half inch drywall was required yeah um no sound um but that now has since changed um so uh soundproofing is required yeah um, and the way that we do it here. You do, so, do you
0: do a little extra, though, than the code view? We do go code? a little yeah.
1: over and above, yeah. yeah, and exceed that code. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 ultimately, it contributes to the bottom line. Yeah. Because the noisier it is and the, the more uncomfortable the tenants are, the the more turnover you're going to have. So yeah. when we have our clients here, uh, we want them to feel safe, yeah. first of all, comfortable, yeah. um, quiet, you know, enjoy their, their living space so they stay long term with us. Yeah. You know, and that's ultimately the goal. So, with the, frown, uh, the soundproofing um, in the floor frame and the ceiling, we we go with Rockwool yep. safe, safe and Sound. So that's a bat a bat uh, sound dampening yep. dense insulation. Um, and then uh, on the floor joist underneath that yep. is the resilient channel. Yeah, uh, Resbar yep. um, is kind of the trade you know yep. nickname. Um, res- resilient channel—that's kind of the primary soundproofing. So that actually creates a half-inch uh, gap, a half-inch airspace between the drywall and the floor joist. Right. Um, because sound does project; you know, it vibrates through the framing members, okay. through the floor joist, and projects up into the the, the, uh, okay. the suite above. So uh, we got the rock wall saving sound. We got the resilient channel, and then uh, 5 Type X drywall. So wow. fire, fire rated drywall as well.
0: I hope you guys um, are okay with us getting into all this detail. That's awesome, by the way. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. No, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, another big thing typically to be aware of always is, is air from top and bottom and air mixing between units. You have separate um, AC, uh, ACs. You have separate furnace. HVAC and
1: everything. We do, yeah. yeah. So each unit will have their own. We're going to traditional forced air yeah. uh, furnace. So it'll be uh, two furnaces uh, for each unit. E- each unit will have their own furnace. Right. Essentially. So essentially, you have and six six furnaces. Yeah. Right. Six furnaces, closed system within each unit. Right. So they, it's uh, it, it's all independently controlled through their own thermostat. Yeah. Um, reduces on uh, you know, even noise transfer. It helps for um, smell, odor. Yeah. You mentioned Russ um you know so that's you know you don't get the cooking smells and, yep. and everything else coming through so good. yeah
0: so you yeah. thought of everything yeah and it all comes I down hope, to we the, hope so it you comes know. down to the tenant so making sure that they have a good experience
1: yes right. and uh you know the tenant profile in this area that we're targeting is yep. is the the young professional Yeah. um you know the the millennial that's coming up you know um maybe they don't have kids yet or looking to start a family yep. um but you know Somebody probably works downtown or yep. even works from home now. Yep. Um, but yes, we are going for that higher end, um, young professional nice. tenant profile. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. Yep. Well, we're gonna just sneak in. Hopefully
1: we can get in. <laughs> hopefully,
0: yeah. hopefully we don't break through any floorboards or anything like that. We're just gonna do one final one final segment from the inside, and then we're gonna wrap this up uh, as well. So I'm here with Brian Banks. Freedom Vest Properties. He's walked me through his latest project. Uh, what's the best best way to describe it? Three townhomes with suites, or how do yeah, you describe it? It's
1: that? a bit of a mouthful when yeah. you kind of you got to kind of come a, up with. Do you have a fancy name? I was talking it, so with
0: a guy, and he calls he has this thing he calls he calls them three house combos, right? So you got to come up, we got to come
1: up with a, a coin something for it. So yeah, yeah it, it's just you know it's a, it's a purpose built rental property. Yeah. Um, T- uh, three townhomes with suites. Yep. R- row housing. Row housing. R- row su- housing is, yep. you know, technically what it is. The, nice. Uh, row house. Row house with suites.
0: Well, and I tell you, nice. if this is something that any of you watching this want to get into, this guy knows what he's talking about, and we're just going to jump inside here. Mike, what you are done with the place, right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So, yes. so I know we're in. Uh, we we snuck in. Um, there were people living here, obviously, mm-hmm. not too long ago. You were saying there were some people in the basement that were technically not supposed to be here, right. but they were here. Yes. Have they vacated? They, I,
1: I believe they're gone. Yeah. Um, and I think they got the hint, cause we're, we're all gutted out here. We're getting ready to tear this place down. So I think at this point, I, I think it's a common thing actually. Yeah. You know, when when they see a house that's that's vacant or you know, not much activity happening, you know, winters are cold. Yeah. People look for a place uh, for shelter, right? Yeah. You know, so um, that happened here. Um, But yeah, this, uh, you know, we're gutted out and ready to demo. Um, This is part of the the demolition process, actually. Uh, Before you can, the the city of Edmonton, you need a separate demolition permit uh, from the city of Edmonton. So um, before they will issue a demo permit, uh, you have to have an asbestos clearance letter. Right. Um, And and another requirement is also having all the utilities disconnected. Um, so there is an asbestos testing process you have to go through. Um, take samples. We had twenty-two different samples throughout different materials right. uh, throughout the home, inside and out. Um, and it either comes back uh, positive or negative for yep. asbestos. If it is positive, which it was, they found it um, in the old uh, drywall joint compound in yep. the in the ta- in the mud, drywall mud. Um, so therefore, this whole the, the whole main floor, second floor, had to be gutted right. um, from all the drywall. So. Now that that's done, we have it cleared for asbestos yeah. and, you know, you move along the process and they issue a demolition.
0: And program. you were telling me that um, the previous tenants um, took a lot of the copper wire or a lot of the wiring out of the places. <laughs> yes, they
1: they, yeah, they they stripped out uh, all the electrical from the home to get the, the copper. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like they kind of set up in the basement and.
0: Sure. Well, I know it usually would show a, a picture or pan through and stuff like this, but this in in a month from now, you know, if all, everything goes well, this is not going to be here anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. So, this is going to be in probably the main unit of the center unit, probably.
1: Yeah, more or less. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. yeah. And I
0: look forward to um. Uh, do I have an invitation to come back to see the finished product as we go Absolutely. along? Absolutely, you're, yeah. you're maybe, always welcome, Rusty. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll make a commitment. We'll make a commitment to to shoot some some stuff along the way and tell the story, because I'm sure this is at the beginning. It's only very it's very rare you get a chance to see something at the beginning. And then we'll shoot some stories along the way and then we'll come maybe we'll have a mm-hmm. we'll have, a, we'll have a, a grand opening party or something yeah
1: no sounds great right yep. now i'll
0: tell you if you ever get a chance to come out and watch this guy hit a golf ball too he's <laughs> you know professional golfer out here comes out there and he sits there we, we, we were in golfing last year and i'm sitting there watching him hit this ball and it's just like boom it's just going but but get him in with a wedge in his hand it's yeah. a different yeah, the you don't <laughs> lose the when you don't play much you don't
1: lose the long game you can still hit a golf ball yeah but you lose the touch around the green yeah. in the short game and that's I mean, a big part of it. I was just sitting it.
0: there going, I go, I go, wow. I go, that's a game that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that, yeah. But but I think I took a buck off here. You did. Last time. Yes, yeah, definitely. We'll have to, we'll have, to have
1: a rematch. Yeah, we definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, gang. So, so like I said, we're going to follow this story from start to finish. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the end product. I, I, have, a, I have an interest. I have a vested interest mm-hmm. in seeing this because I want to see. I like seeing good people win. And this is a good person. These are good people. You, your family, your, your, your wife and kids, you know, good people need to do good things. You have a wonderful vision for your business. You have a wonderful way of giving it back. It's not always about all the money. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're in to make some money. Right. And we're in. But more importantly, you also give back. Yeah. At the same time. So there's a yeah. component to that story here as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there will be. So a big part of our purpose is to impact people and the planet Yeah, uh, with our portfolio. Um, so we're going to implement and incorporate um, different initiatives that that will positively impact people and the planet, actually on the planet side of things. Um, we're looking to actually give back what we took
0: yeah.
1: from the planet to build this. Oh. Um, so we're looking, uh, we've actually been in talks with a few different uh, tree planting partners to implement some tree uh, planting initiatives to um, help with reforestation, yeah. you know, out in BC, uh, forest fires, things like that, um, you know, and and just give back in that, you know, there's many benefits of doing yeah, things like really, that. But, right. um, you know, different different types of, uh, you know, charities we're involved with, yeah. um, you know, and ways to help people out nice. where we can. Yeah.
0: And this community of us real estate investors is way too small and we need to we need to help each other. We need to champion for each other. We need to cheer each other on. Guys, there's no there's no competition. It's collaboration. It's about seeing good people win. And don't get us wrong. We all want to do our best and we want to be the best. Mm-hmm. But let's utilize this community to bring the best out in each other. So Brian, 100%. I thank you. Thank, thank you for opening up this beautiful home to me and, and seeing that. And I wish you all the best with your project. And I look forward to telling the story along the way.
1: Thanks, Russ. Right Appreciate on. it, yeah. Okay,
0: guys, well, we'll be right back. More to follow on this incredible story. So oh, did you enjoy that uh, day of the field trip? You know, it was always fun in, in school when you got to go on a field trip, right? And you got to get out there. You got to go. We got to go to the, see the, the petting zoo <laughs> in school. So that was almost like here was we got to go out, uh, do a little field trip. Like I said, at the very intro context, uh, this one was a little bit visual in nature. So I would encourage you to make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. That's where the video of this will lie. Now, I know... As of the recording and getting distribution of this podcast, the video is not yet ready, but it usually comes, podcast comes first, videos come second. So I would highly encourage you to make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel to get all the details. There's some exclusive content there on the YouTube channel as well. But bottom line, gang, what did you think of the project? Huh? Did- Brian did a wonderful job of telling us the backstory of this. He did a wonderful job of kind of walking us through the process. He did a wonderful job of sharing a lot of the numbers. He did a wonderful job of, of showing the, you know, I think we coined this one, the Cinderella property, right? The transformation from what was old is, you know, going to be new here soon. So, so gang, I sure hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to be doing a few more of these in the fields. I've had a chance. I have clients literally across the country and, um, Gonna be going out to Ontario and sharing a few of the projects out in Ontario over a couple of the next episodes. Uh, Gonna be doing a few more in Edmonton. Gonna be sharing a few more of mine. But I think it, that's a great way to learn. So you can sit here and you could be listening to your this podcast, and you literally can learn by you're, you know think about this. You're you're standing on our shoulders, watching over our shoulders as we have a conversation and we talk about. Uh, a project that's upcoming or an infill or a conversion or um, something like that. So we're going to just dive in and a lot more, let's put it this way, I guess I'm stumbling over my words here a little bit. The bottom line is what I'm trying to say is a lot more of this in the field content is coming your way. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because it is going to get juicy, Okay, gang. Uh, And one last thing before we do run off here. Um, If you ever are interested in having a conversation about an upcoming project in in the Edmonton marketplace or any of that kind of stuff, um, I'm looking at projects all day long right now, and I'd love to be able to potentially help you, help you on your journey if you're interested in maybe jumping into uh, an infill project very similar to – it was funny, like I said at the beginning – Uh, The numbers of a project I just picked up from what Brian talked about here are very, very similar. So, if you're interested in something like this, uh, my team and I are shaking the tree and we're finding some incredible opportunities out there right now. And if you'd like to participate in it, or maybe you want to, you know, take one of them yourself, you know, by all means, hit me up, let me know if you'd like to have a further conversation about that. contact information uh, if you want to talk to me about an uh, upcoming project would be in the show notes below. And with all that being said, gang, would be honored. I would truly be honored if you'd like to participate in a pr- upcoming project. Okay, gang, remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. <laughs>